0: Good morning and welcome to AC 23. I'm your host Pam Bordelon and I've got a really exciting podcast today. Joining me are Eric Marshall, the executive director of the Baton Rouge Symphony Orchestra and our very, very special guest the brand new music director, maestro Adam Johnson. Adam, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You have uh, picked a great time to come to Baton Rouge. It's hotter than 10 kinds of hell.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, a free sauna. So it's a little bit yeah. uh,
0: warmer than it is up in Canada, which is where mm. you have joined us from. That's right, Yeah. <laughs> So we're, so we're so excited that you're, that you're moving to our town. Uh, I've always called the symphony the crown jewel of all of our cultural assets. And um, we're ha- happy to welcome you to the Baton Rouge Cultural Arts Community. Yeah, well, thank you.
1: I'm so excited to be coming. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about... Um, About Adam. So, what's what's Adam's background? Where does he, what can you tell us about? Yeah,
1: so I grew up in Western Canada in the Rocky Mountains. And so Mm -hmm. it was a very, very beautiful area for nature, Uh, not so great for the arts. And so I kind of discovered the world of classical music uh, a little bit later and in my late teens, but was just so struck by the power of music, how it, I felt understood, actually, mm-hmm. um, and thought, how could these people who wrote music, sometimes hundreds of years ago, how did, like, they understood me and what I was going through as a teenager. And yeah. All this. And so then that kind of stuck with me, and I just got really interested in in music and wanted to get better at it and ended up going to university to, to study, and then did a lot of years of university, 12 uh, Twelve years or so, and um, did a doctorate in piano performance, and okay. um, knew from early on that I wanted to become a conductor. Uh, but I also knew that I had to have a lot of experience uh, as a musician and as a performer before okay. being of any use to yeah you know yeah. an organization leading right okay. and so I worked as a pianist for a lot of years and and w- you know, did well. they got to tour a lot and and okay. worked in Japan and Europe and did all sorts of things and then um about ten years ago was when I started conducting professionally full time
0: okay yeah. so Conducting was kind of always in the in the that was the the apple we were reaching for. I'm That's sure. right. Yes, okay. exactly,
1: exactly. So I, you know, and I knew that that was where I wanted to head, and okay. um, yeah, it's been it's been a wonderful journey.
0: Okay. So, uh, any music p- musical background in the family that that kind of exposed you to that, or
1: not overtly. Um, I was brought to church as a kid, and so there was you know music involved there. But neither of my parents were particularly musical. Uh, my mother had put me in piano lessons okay. uh, at an early age. I wasn't particularly interested in it, but yeah. uh, you know she put me in because it was she felt it was good for learning, and that later on I might want to um, mm-hmm. uh, you know be able to play an instrument. I did get a weekly allowance uh, as long as I practiced each. Piece three times and made my bed. So, in a way, I've been a professional musician a long time. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, and although, uh, th- there is a photo of like a great great grandfather of mine. Um, mm-hmm. th- this sort of black and white photo where he's holding a euphonium. Okay. Um, this was in in Germany, and and so there obviously it was important enough uh, in his life to, to get a photo with his instrument. So okay. I've got some music on the on that side okay. for sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So um, what. Did, where did the what condu- what made you want to become a conductor? I mean, what was it about that that you wanted to like you were I want to be in charge kind of guy.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean well, one thing as a pianist, there, there's only one piano player in an orchestra, and there's not mm-hmm. a whole lot of uh, yeah. piano parts generally. for it. So, if I wanted to be involved in the orchestra, it either meant leading one or learning an instrument well enough to to be able to join one. Um, but I I remember distinctly the first time that I heard a symphony orchestra live. Um, I lived in a town three hours west of Edmonton, Alberta. And it was a a small town of 10,000 people called Hinton. And the Edmonton Symphony Orchestra came and did an outreach concert. We didn't have a hall. So we just had built a little stage to have an art center as part of our movie theater. And once the stage opened, then the Edmonton Symphony came and played. And it completely changed my life. I didn't know that grown men and women could play an instrument for a living. Mm -hmm. Example, and I'd never heard something like that before. It's such an impressive thing that to this day continues to move me anytime I get to attend a concert, let alone you know, lead one. Have that many uh, skilled professional musicians on stage playing acoustic instruments at such a high level of skill, and to coordinate it in a way at the the results are just are really special, really neat. And so I was very touched by that concert and then started to attend orchestral concerts after that. And just, I was like, oh, this is just amazing. It's yeah. the power of it, the, the diversity, the, the different repertoire. And whether it be, you know, when we talk about classical music as a mm-hmm. genre, but within classical music you have Baroque music. You have the classical style. You have the romantic style. Then you have all sorts of other things that, that came about in the 20th century. And mm-hmm. each one of them has uh, composers that that were geniuses. And what a genius composer essentially means is somebody who is able to move us, to touch us, to help us feel something, mm-hmm. um, you know, profound or fun or amazing or whatever emotions. Yeah. A whole range of emotions. Thank you, laugh, so, make you foul, That's right. In between. Yeah. Yeah. And so um I just thought wow what a what a special life it would be to to be able to be involved in that and to do I hadn't set out to be a professional musician I just was really passionate about music mm-hmm. and um, and I just stuck in there long enough I think that yeah. <laughs> the um, you know the passion has turned into my profession and uh, and I feel very lucky
0: okay you know. so what are some of your favorite pieces of music or do you have a genre that's your the one that really Floats your boat?
1: Well, yeah. That's a little bit like... um,
0: Naming your favorite child. (laughs) Naming
1: your favorite child, uh, which you can't... Well, which we all have but aren't allowed to say that we do. No, just kidding. (laughs) Not unless we want a pillow over our face in the middle of the night. (laughs) No, but that each one, each each style, you know, brings something. um, Like... Say in the in the great romantic repertoire, I mean, like I've done a lot of Dvorak. I find that uh, Czech composer Dvorak, he's got this wonderful mix of really exciting rhythms with incredibly beautiful melodies. Like Brahms was very jealous of, of Dvorak's ability to write a melody, for okay. example. Yeah, so I've done a lot of Bra- uh, Brahms as well. I mean, which is profound and moving in, a, in another way. I love Beethoven for the the revolutionary spirit and the energy and the, Mm -hmm. you know, I love Mozart, especially in the minor mode. Anything, something's in minor, it's incredible. But I'd say my overall favorite composer is Franz Schubert. And Schubert is someone who uh, didn't do as much for the orchestra, but a lot of piano repertoire. Yeah. And I spent a lot of years as a pianist and um, his impromptus in particular, just these little miniatures that are such a special world, each one under themselves. And I'm just so moved by it. And he's somebody that was kind of a, the start of the Romantic era. He was doing really innovative things. Um, and he has this natural inspiration like Mozart, but in a romantic Language. Mm-hmm. Um, so the harmonies are so beautiful and the worlds he creates are so beautiful. So that he's somebody that r- consistently really moves me a okay.
0: lot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so you were here in January. Yeah. And you conducted the orchestra. You kind of kicked off 2023 here. Mm-hmm. And um, Ravel's Shiraz. Thank yeah. you. And um, Symphony Fantastic. Yeah. So kind of. What was your vibe about the orchestra in Baton Rouge from that that yeah. short experience? yeah
1: well I mean it it was a really special program of all French music um, and it goes I work a lot with the Montreal Symphony Orchestra and they're you know one of the world's leading orchestras for for French repertoire mm-hmm. and so I was um, curious to see you know take this repertoire um, and work with another group and and see what See what comes of it. Well, it it was really a special experience from the beginning. I felt yeah. there was an openness. Um, the players were eager to make music at the highest level possible, and were really you know receptive to my ideas. I was really receptive to their ideas. I saw that there was a, a big investment on their part, so we we very quickly developed a good working relationship in the rehearsals,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. Then in the concert, I really felt uh, a really great energy from both the orchestra and from the audience, and it it ended up being a very special event, and I was certainly very happy with how it had gone. Um, I knew that the concert was a part of the search process for the next music director, Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you know, you can't ever predict how these things will go but i just i knew though i was like well what i had wanted to do was for myself to live a a great artistic moment Mm -hmm. i wanted the musicians to have a great artistic experience and i wanted the audience to really you know connect with us as well and i felt that that had happened and Mm -hmm. so when um you know i had a whole bunch of more interviews and then when eric called and and said would you like to come. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I would love to continue what we've started.
0: Okay. So So, Eric, this, this was not like a, a six month process. Y'all, Symphony's been looking. it was not a six month process it, he, no. he's, he's got big shoes to fill, <laughs> and uh, so y'all, y'all done an exhaustive search, to yeah. Find you the know,
2: right guy. we we kicked this off um, right before COVID started, which was perfect timing. Uh, <laughs> so course, yeah. so we we started and abruptly stopped. Um, so it's been about a three year search, and of course, you know. Our, our previous music director Timothy Muffet was here for, for twenty years and did amazing things for twenty years. We knew that there were, as you said, quite big shoes to fill, yeah. and so we were we wanted to take our time. Mm-hmm. You know that the committee was really was going to take as long as it took to make sure we got the right person. You know because it's such an important part. You know, um, when, when we announced Adam, I mentioned you know about the, uh, the successes of the new coaches that we have yeah. that we have here at, at, in Baton Rouge and how well they've done uh, coming to this community. And I think we have the same thing here here with Adam. You know, uh, to lead a group of 60, 70, 80 professional musicians that all have their own idea of what's supposed to happen, <laughs> right? You know, they're yeah, all not, supremely not at talented. Easy <laughs> no, and then to get them all on the same page, it does. I mean, it really is a coaching sort of thing to get them all Absolutely. on the same page to do the right thing. Um, and so to get the right fit. Not only for the stage though, but right fit for the community. You know, Baton Mm -hmm. Rouge is a is a a really special and unique place. We got to find the right person that can come in and integrate themselves here. And I I definitely think we got the right person for that. I
0: think so. I think you're off to a good start. You're off to good. So, what kind of what's your vision for where you would like the Baton Rouge Symphony to to head? What's what where would you like to take it?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, as Eric said, there's so much that's already been done that's great and wonderful and I want to keep building on that mm-hmm. while, you know, of course, bringing new ideas in, um, new directions. So one aspect, of course, is just around the... Uh, the the level of musicianship was already extremely high. Well, we've we've actually got a lot of openings in the orchestra right now, and we're sort of starting an audition process, okay. um, you know, with the orchestra itself to kind of refresh and bring in the best people that we can, um, you know, to bolster the ranks. And to um, so, I really my main aim is to create the most impactful music experiences mm-hmm. possible, right? Okay. And so, uh, and that's one of the wonderful things about being able to work with a group repeatedly rather than just coming in as a guest conductor. Sure. There's only so much you can do in a week. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas this, this is an opportunity for us to really shape each other, you know, and, and for me to get to know the special gifts and talents of the, of the players and for them to know how I work and how I feel and see music. Mm -hmm. Um, so for sure to artistically to reach new heights, right. And to really, um, be able to deliver concerts that, that are absolutely extraordinary for the audience, you know, I yeah. really want to set that tone right away from the beginning. Yeah, and so on that level, you know, to create this excitement and this buzz and, and that people know whether they recognize the repertoire on the program or not, the composers, whether it's a famous piece that they know or a piece that they maybe don't know, they know, that when they come, it's going to be quality. It's going to be first rate that they can trust us to yeah. deliver, you know, an incredible experience for okay. people. So I do really want to build that that trust okay. and bring in, you know, continue to expand our audience mm-hmm. and um, and to bring a diversity of repertoire that will appeal to different demographics of the community as well. And I also really something that's very important to me is to increase the the educational component mm-hmm. of the orchestra, you know, too. I was
0: I was thinking I was listening to you talk and I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna he's gonna be real educational. He's gonna be able to reach people and explain stuff uh-huh, and that's, sure. that's important.
1: Yeah, sure. And, and so educational on the, we would say on the adult side of just say helping people to discover more things about yeah. music and, um, and to, it, because this is a type of music that there's a lot of it that has an immediate appeal, say beautiful or it's powerful or, right, but there's also an aspect that, I mean, I'm still learning. 25 years in yeah um uh, and learning more and more all the time and so you can uh, and the reason this, some of these pieces have been around for hundreds of years. Um, these are the the Mona Lisas of mm-hmm. you know the music world where it's just no matter how much you know about it, there's always further to go. You can sure. keep going deeper. And so there is that aspect of, of a journey that audiences can take with us. And I, I love um, I love learning about music, I love teaching about music, but then also for youth uh, to, you know very important to get the yeah. youth involved. And so yes, an educational, aspect there of of just you can't appreciate what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? We need to, to expose it. Like, I, you know, I was well, in, yeah. only in my I mean, late teens before I knew about it, yeah. and um, it worked out all right in the sense that once I, <laughs> I discovered my passion for it, um, I was at an age where I could make decisions to sure. involve myself more in it, right? Yeah. But so, um, but also, every study ever done on the effects of music and children shows the incredible benefits for yeah. um, mental development, social development, brain development, it, it, all sorts sorts of aspects um, in learning an instrument especially but but just even in, in uh, participating in music education and going to concerts or having mm-hmm. concerts come to them and, uh, and it's something I'm very involved in in, in Montreal um, you know we I, I think in this last year alone I prefer Formed for about thirty-five thousand oh, wow. children, you know, okay. over the course of um, numerous uh, educational activities, it's, it's something I really love and I'm passionate about, and it's it's fun. It's fun for us, and and it's fun for them, and and it's I think really laying an important foundation. Um, when you have people that when you have people that have the arts in their lives they're generally you, it's it brings something a lot. a lot happier you know <laughs> and so um, just for the basic social fabric of a community you know the mm-hmm. arts are so important yes, and when there's when there's money troubles or budget cuts it's you know, it's often one of the first things to go yeah. and yet one of the surest signs of health in a community is the vibrancy of its art scene yeah. you know and so it's uh, it's something that i really want to to expand our impact uh, you
0: okay. know. Well, we're going to let Eric talk about Symphony Week which is going to be like your big debut here mm-hmm. but I have one more question for you so, what Louisiana experience are you looking forward to the most? Oh
1: my, oh my goodness! Well, I've already been uh, mm-hmm. dipping into the food experience a little <laughs> bit. That's been wonderful. Just, uh, um,
0: wrap your head around the fact that you're going to gain ten pounds and embrace yeah. it. <laughs> <I tell laughs> I've that to everybody that, that, that right knows now. here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, and i've I've been I've been hearing a lot about. Um, I don't know. I mean, something we don't have anything in Canada on the scale of, of what uh, the, the sports scene here. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to checking that out.
0: And okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm
1: big into athletics myself. Okay. and You're and gonna so. be.
0: You're gonna be in for a ride. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> forward. Yeah. Okay.
0: So Eric, tell us about Symphony Week. What's going to be going on?
2: We we got a lot going on for Symphony <laughs> Week. We're really excited about it. Um, we're going to kick everything off on August 5th. We're going to do a really special dinner uh, with Maestro Johnson uh, at the City Club and then follow that with a, a, a preview kind of performance of him at the Louisiana Art and Science Museum okay. uh, conducting the Tchaikovsky String Serenade in the Planetarium. Okay. That would be a really, really special night to kind of welcoming here officially to Louisiana. Um, and then starting that Sunday, we have a week of free daytime Concerts, So we're going to send string quartets to various locations around town. That's going to happen Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. Uh, Monday night, we're going to do a trivia night with the maestro, so you're going to your, test your music knowledge, test his music knowledge at the okay. same time and see who wins, the, the crowd or <laughs> crowd All maestro. Right.
0: This is going to be fun. Mm, yeah, it's, uh,
2: Tuesday we Tuesday, we're doing a golf night at Golf Suites. So, okay. again, trying to find, meet people in different places, you know, yeah. like whatever people are interested, we're going to have a different way for you to get to meet the maestro that week. And then finally on that Wednesday, we have, we're have we doing one of our really popular um, Symphony of Flavors. We do a wine tasting and mm-hmm. pair that with music. Okay. Uh, so the maestro will be there mm-hmm. for that as well. That's, so it's going f- to be a full Week of, a, of events, kind of just promoting not only not only the maestro, but uh, our upcoming season. Our season will then start about a month later on September fourteenth, and we're currently offering new subscribers a chance to buy one subscription, get one free. Okay. So if you haven't if you haven't subscribed and you want to come out and check us out, it's really the perfect time to come introduce yourself to the symphony. And all of this can be found at brso.org. Okay. So if you're looking for any information, that's where you got to go.
0: Okay, and we'll also keep you updated in the in our newsletter. And you can subscribe to that at artsbr.org, A-R-T-S-B-R.org. And we'll keep you posted here on AC23. Uh, one more quick question for you, Maestro. Um, short answer, but are you looking forward to our Pennington Great Performers Concert Series?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's, that's very exciting. Yeah. yeah, A big draw here for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something that I was very excited about when I saw it was a part of, of oh. what the symphony offers. We're yeah. kind of
0: proud of that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> with good reason. Yeah. It's really incredible. You know, it's the top top performers in the world here yeah. on the stage in Baton Rouge. It's wonderful. So get ready. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. All right. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be good. So Symphony Week again is August Just 4th.
2: Kicks off August 5th.
0: 5th. August 5th. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. And we'll hope you will join us again next Sunday for AC 23.